Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host, a co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast where we talk about only the best and sometimes the worst co-op and multiplayer video games. Today we're going to be talking about Invisigun Heroes by Somber Studio, a multiplayer single-screen battle arena with a twist. Everyone's invisible. Predictable grid-based movement ensures that you know where you are, but other players don't. Vigilance is key as environmental tells, such as footprints and other disturbances, will point out careless cadets. So Invisigun Heroes is available on Steam for Windows, macOS, and Linux, if you're so inclined, and costs around €15 Euros or £12 kind of area. Uh, there's a four-player pack on Humble for about £30, which is going to give you a 25 to 30% discount if you've got four people that all want the game as well. There's also a guest edition, which lets you play a stripped-down version for free against friends who already own the full game, uh, which is pretty awesome. We don't see many games that do that, so that's a nice way of dipping your toes in. So yeah, it's we, a nice idea. Yes, I, I quite like it. We, we didn't try it, but it seems good. So we played it in couch co-op, actually, which is a pleasant change for us, because usually we play online, although we did just play a quick couple of matches online to test out the online credentials. Uh, we've both been playing on our gaming PC. Um, I've played it a little bit on my Mac as well. But uh, yeah, so it's pretty good. So tell us about the game, John. Yeah, sure. So a lot of uh, buzzwords here, but it's a 2D, fast-paced, stealth-focused, single-screen battle arena game with pixel art. But essentially, uh, picture a fast-paced Bomberman where you're invisible half the time and you have guns to the bombs. So... Uh, there's a variety of game modes that make up the game. Uh, nearly all of them feature a bunch of short rounds where a different person will win or score a number of points at the end of the round. And then you'll play a few rounds and then one of the players will win. The whole thing lasts about five minutes, I guess, for maybe five or ten minutes for a, a game. And then you can just hit go again and start again. So uh, all the characters start in, I say a corner, like at least a quadrant. Quite often it's a fair way apart, but sometimes on the more convoluted levels you actually start quite close, but there's a wall between you. Uh, and then after three seconds, you get to kind of orient yourself. Uh, all the characters go invisible and you move around the arena and you remain invisible unless you do something to give yourself away, such as bumping a wall, walking over snow, maybe walking through a bush. Uh, firing your weapon, crucially, makes you visible for a couple of seconds. So once you fire, you're kind of committing to uh, letting people know at least the region of where you are. I mean, where you are exactly for a little, a second or two, and then hopefully you can disappear into the night again. Uh, now, that sounds a bit crazy, being invisible all the time, but it's actually based on a grid. So uh, you can tap the D-pad a number of times to move exactly three squares up. Um, and that helps you keep track of your location. Granted, it's not that easy when you start to keep exactly where you are, but you get the hang of it pretty quick. Uh, there's 60 different maps. 60, that's a lot spread over five different worlds. And there's a whole bunch of interesting dynamics that appear in the levels, like there's snow, which leaves footprints. Uh, some of them feature areas where you can shoot and then they get like some tiles get destroyed so you can walk over them and some other ones have buttons which you can push to open and close doors or switch bits of the map around. Um, there's a bunch of characters so each pair starts off by picking a hero. I think there's about six or seven uh, but each one has their own fairly unique ability. So one of them has a ground pound, that's your favourite, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it stuns nearby enemies. Uh, one of them has the ability to just jump over a, over a block so you can get out of a jam or get into the action uh, and one of them has a crazy ability where you can like send a little phantom out and you can control a little ghost version of yourself to try and lure the player in and then you can kill it and play the real version of you you, you were quite good like we, we started playing it and 
I won the first match with the ground pound guy and I was like, yep, this will do for me. And I just took the same person the whole time. And you're like, I'm going to try all these different characters. And oh, that's a cool ability. Oh, oh, that's great. I feel like I'm really doing research for our podcast. And I'm just sat winning match after match, ground pound. <laughs> yeah, I think you're more likely to win if you stick with one character, at least uh, in the short term. But or if you're awesome. I wanted to. Yeah, or, or maybe that, yeah. Maybe, maybe that. But I was like, oh, I want to learn the different abilities and see what there is to offer. So and we are podcasting after all. Uh, but generally speaking, one shot will kill the enemy. So it's pretty tense as you're darting around the map because you know as soon as someone gets a shot off. Uh, I mean, the shots are it's a very arcadey game, so sometimes you can dodge them if you're far enough away, if you're really quick. And also you can shoot, you can shoot other people's projectiles mm. as well. So if you both shoot at the same time, you like the they cancel each other out almost. Um, and then if you fire again quickly, then sometimes you can catch them. And there's like certain abilities that daze people and stuff as well. I think if you bounce into, if you walk into each other, you both get dazed for a second yeah. as well, where you can't shoot. Kind of like um, when you get shot in laser tag and you can't fire your gun for a couple <laughs> seconds. It's similar to that. And one of them's got like a block she can put down in front of her, which is like a mirrored block. And if you, so if the enemy shoots you and you put this block down, it bounces the bullet back. I didn't find it very effective, but maybe it's a, a pro hero which I couldn't get the hang of. So in terms of multiplayer specifics, um, well, first of all, single player is basically, you're always going to be playing in games of with, with four people, I think. Um, I don't think there's a way to turn that off, is there? I, I think I so, you do, yeah. Maybe you can do you one can on actually, ones. Um, you can pick how many bots are in the stage. So if you only have zero bots and two players, then it's basically a 1v1. So. Okay. So I, I think if you're a single player, then you're always going to be playing against someone else because otherwise you'd automatically yeah. win. So it's always two <laughs> to four people. Um, but whether or not they're real people or not is, is up to you. So single player is the same as online, basically. It's just yeah. that you're playing against bots. Uh, so there's local co-op for up to four players and similarly online co-op with up to four players. And as you mentioned, you can fill slots with AI bots. And I think they have adjustable difficulties, do they? Like, yeah, uh, there's just easy, medium and AI hard. Rating. There's three yeah. stages, but yeah. Uh, and then there are several different game modes. So in addition to the 60 huge variants of maps, uh, there's also a ton of game modes. And, and we played through quite a few of these. I think we played pretty much every one of them. That's we did play all of them. We it. gave each one at least a round. So. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> so survival is uh, the last hero standing uh, gets one point in that round. So that's a, a pretty standard everyone shooting and the last one who doesn't die gets a point and then it's first to a number of points or most in a number of minutes I think is another one um, but it's almost the same thing um, mm. so in hunter mode it's similar but every kill earns a point so people just respawn uh, but the more people you kill the more points you get uh, zone control is a basic king of the hill mode um, and that was like it was like a little quadrant that you had to stand in because obviously mm. as you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, how do you do King of the Hill mode if you're all invisible? That must be very <laughs> difficult. And basically there's like a grid um, that you have to stand in. It's like maybe quite big, like five by five tiles or something. Yeah, and, when and you, you see stand a few of covered it, up with scenery, but yeah. And when you stand in it, then it doesn't show where you are in that quadrant, but the whole quadrant lights up in your color. So you know you're in it and other people know you're in it. And if there's more than one person in it, the color changes to something neutral that, like, mm. if you're a pink player and then a blue player comes in it doesn't do purple it does something weird I think it just makes it a uniform green or something mm, it's a contesty colour yellow right, or something so. Um, so that was pretty cool I, I thought that was quite clever 
um, mechanic because it's weird when you're invisible as to how these things were going to work. It's like, hmm, <laughs> be interesting. Um, there was carrier, which was, this was a bit of a weird one. You had to survive for a length of time while holding an item. So you had to go and pick up an item mm. and then you just run around with it. And the longer you hold it for, the more points you get. Um, land grab, I really enjoyed this one as well. This one was very similar to Flip Wars on the Switch, where basically you paint the ground behind you as you walk along. And whoever has the most painted ground at the end wins. And that leads to an interesting tactic, because obviously the more ground you cover, then the easier it is for people to steal your land away from you. Because mm. if you've if you've got like 80% of the board painted, then pretty much where anyone walks is going to encroach on your points. And if you've overstretched at the beginning, then suddenly you have three people can all walk through your territory and just slice it down ridiculously quickly um and i found a good tactic in that was watching you fall into that trap and then i would just <laughs> while you were shooting people mop it all up at the back just before the timer went um so that was a really good mode made it feel like a completely different game it was uh, mm, a quite yeah. different mode because it's not all about killing it's just land ownership um and then the final mode is beast tamer now this one was really weird where there's like these little beasts appear on the map and you have to stand next to them for a certain amount of time to like tame them it's basically yeah. it's basically king of the hill mode again but very small and there's lots of them <laughs> kind of kind of a bit like hard point in titanfall maybe i guess mm, like, yeah like I, I think they went away after a while right so you got like yeah. 20 points out of them by standing next to them and then it disappeared so you have to go and find another one because, yeah uh, it was surreal one. but it was it was fun uh, so you can play any of these game modes online, um, and the way that the online matchmaking works is pretty cool. I mean, you've got standard, uh, you know, go into lobbies and search for games, and you can specify all kinds of different criteria, like you can drill down into specific maps if you want to. Um, but if you want to play with friends, you can do it through the Steam invite system, or you can use a nice little lobby code, which I always like because it feels proper old school where someone <laughs> creates the game and then it's like, oh, here's a six-digit code that they read out to you that you type in and then suddenly you're in a game and it feels like magic, but really it's <laughs> the same thing but manual. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much, I think, everything of the game, really. It's, it's yeah. not a complex game. It's just really tight, uh, systems-driven game. As you say, it's it's Bomberman with invisibility. Yeah, it's probably the which best sounds very simplistic, it. but it's uh, it was good. It was a good game. So we always talk about our likes and dislikes and some comments. So uh, you're going to kick things off today with your first like. Yeah. So I mean, just I want to say I had a bunch of fun playing this game with you. I mean, we played it for a. It was like, oh, let's just try a couple of these little two D indie games to see which one takes off. And this was <laughs> the biggest surprise for me over that. That weekend when we sort of did loads of gaming and it was just uh wow this is really fun and we must have played it for a couple of hours right just all the yeah. different modes over and over and, and then we it got was back, really fun we got back from a night out at half four in the morning <laughs> and it's like invisible heroes just an hour more <laughs> and i fell asleep playing it but i was still winning somehow not by the end that's when we knew i was getting tired is when i started losing <laughs> But I'd say it has that great quality, which is that it's really easy to pick up and play. Uh, within your first round, you're you're getting into the stealth action of it. But I think it's probably pretty hard to master if you're going to play this against the same people over and over. I think you'll go through a lot of waves of like, oh, I've got this. and Oh, man, I don't have this. And then there'll probably be some little meta game underneath as well. Like, oh, Ben always waits to the end to pick up the tiles. 
but he always starts in the corner. <laughs> so I'm going to get that. I'm going to abuse that knowledge, and there'll be like a nice little meta game. And it felt very tense when you're playing because you know one shot away from death, and uh, and pretty strategic. So overall, it hit a lot of hit a lot of the right buttons for me, and we had a lot of fun playing it together. Would have been awesome with four of us, I think. Yeah, I think you think you're right. I mean, from my point of view. My t- my first like is just that the level design is just spot on. There's so much variety, uh, so many different little pieces of the environment that have been well thought out. So like snow, little covered bits or puddles. And if you go through it, you just see and you hear it as well. The sound design is excellent for this because you can hear a little splish, 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 which is really <laughs> important when it gets to like 1v1 and you know that that mm. wasn't you. And maybe you haven't seen exactly which puddle moved but you've heard that there was one, there's maybe four puddles on the map. You're like, okay, they're definitely in one of these areas. So that's really cool. Um, but just like the sheer number of maps as well. Mm. And they're, they're all slightly different and there's lots of different styles and things. Um, I mean, I really liked some of the environmental effects. Like we started at one match that was like in a, a marshland type thing and it was just raining and that made it a lot harder because suddenly that tell of walking through the water didn't help because it was just raining. Um, and there'd be like lightning flashes as well, and the whole thing would shake. Mm. Was, the, the map, the map shook, and like it all, maybe it showed everyone for a little bit when it did it. I can't remember specifically, but I remember thinking, "Oh, that's really nicely done when they did that." So uh, yeah, 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 huge amount of variety, huge amount. Oh, <laughs> my favorite word, variety. Oh yeah, it certainly is. And it's going to feature in my next like a little bit, but I mean, overall, the game had tons of variety, which I loved. Um, <laughs> But I, I did like the hero abilities too. I thought there was a nice range of different hero abilities. I mean, you wouldn't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw um... them. <laughs> I saw but them get crushed under the... my ground pound. <laughs> Bang! But everything from the slam, which was kind of nice, because when you got up close, you, you knew you had super, uh, superiority. So it's like, stay away from where he might be. Don't try and play the close game. And... Um, but the, one of the guys had like a, one of them was a samurai and he had like a stun attack which you could spam a bit faster than your slam yeah. so you could do the slam and it affected everyone maybe one square around you but the samurai guy would hit only like the three in front of him but you could use it more often so so that was a good counter to your guy but then like i say there was a whole range of them so there was the one that could uh, jump over square so that's kind of nice it's like oh shit Ben's there, I can't beat him right now. Leap over the block. <laughs> Get away, hide again, come back and fight him from afar. So um, most of the matches did end up with, with you and I at the end because I guess we didn't put the AI on hard. We had them on medium no. and they died pretty quick. But it was still nice to have them there so that you had something to... It were more like uh, obstacles to get to the other person. <laughs> but it was still fun. I don't think we mentioned the power-ups, did we? There's like... If mm. the match takes a bit too long, like, I think I think it's like twenty seconds to be fair. But you if, can customize that. But yeah, it's twenty yeah, or thirty. After twenty or thirty seconds, this little block drops in, a little uh, crate, and inside there's sometimes power ups. Because I remember there was one power up which let you shoot your bullet travelled through people. So <laughs> if there were two people in a corridor running towards you, if you shot them, it would kill the first one and then kill the second one because it would travel <laughs> through them, um, and that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, a few other things like that just so much little stuff like that that gets added to it Um, and then again I mean we mentioned the game modes there's so many like the variety in terms of sure you've got your standard first person shooter tropes like king of the hill and uh, a basic but not really capture the flag but that beast taming thing which was similar and a bit weird yeah 
But then you've got like the land grab mode. The land grab mode was great. I absolutely loved that mode. That was uh, made it feel like a completely different game uh, mm. to the one that you were playing beforehand. Um, and there was a good um, like you could customize the the rounds to some degree as well. So you could yeah. say, "Hang on, make the airdrops come in every ten seconds to make it a bit more frantic, or maybe have higher or lower points to win the match." So there's a little bit degree of customization there too. Yeah, it's similar to <laughs> similar to awesome. Probably similar to like Worms or um, mm, yeah. Super Smash Brothers in terms of like the customization, where there's lot or even Video Ball, <laughs> and how much customization that had. That was crazy. Um, yeah, quite a lot to tweak there. But yeah, you're right. Modding would be really nice actually. If you can add your own maps or or a map builder even. Yeah, just like a little cool. in-game map builder would be cool with the five world tile sets. But. Mm. One of the um, my final like is it's a small thing, but I, I do like it. Is that at the end of each match, it has like uh, it shows you an instant replay of the moment the person won. So it might show you like the last two seconds of the person just shooting and go. Um, but the nice thing is that the replay shows where everyone was. It like has like little blue squares to denote a person that was invisible, so you can see. Oh, that's where they came from in that replay. Because mm. obviously, in the heat of the moment, you just suddenly pop out of nowhere and shoot each other, <laughs> and so you actually can see each other. But you can go all the way back, and it does it like a VHS scrub thing, where it sort of goes and like the whole screen waves, um, and then you can export it as a GIF, which is yeah. just a nice touch. And again, because it has that bit that shows everyone, you can have the entire match exported and just see all these little blue triangles moving around and see what's going on. Um, so dislikes. You just push, uh, push one button to get your GIF, which is pretty cool. Just push start and it saves the GIF. So. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so dislikes. The first, I mean, it's, both of these are going to be similar, uh, really, that, that they're part of the same problem. Um, it's an indie game. It's not got hundreds of thousands of people playing it. Um, there's hardly any people playing concurrently, and most of them mm. are probably playing either on their own or they're playing with their friends. So if you go on and go, oh, yeah, I'd like to play a match of this, you're going to be shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, it is quite nice that um, they've put like a, a link to their Discord channel uh, in the matchmaking thing to say, hey, you should go here to this forum because then you can chat about uh, and try and find people that want to play. Um, but realistically, you're not going to find anyone online. No, I looked at the um, Steam Spy page, and I'm sure that the number of players it was uh, it was like peak concurrent players yesterday six. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, um, I'm not saying that there's not people playing it, but I think they're not playing it at the same time. You know, I think they said there's something like one to two thousand players in a fortnight, which sounds reasonable for an indie game. But this relies them on them being online at the same time. <laughs> yes, and spread out maybe across people, the world. Mm. It's, you know, and maybe we play zones. it for like we, you know you probably play it for an hour or two right it's not like PUBG where you'd sit in it for a whole whole day yeah. um, just like <laughs> just an hour or two and then if you split one and a half thousand people over two weeks that's not many per day and then by 24 hours that's about six an hour so I yeah. guess they're fairly well distributed so um, and that's a shame and that leads me on to my, my dislike really because there wasn't much else to dislike about the game other than the fact that uh if you're not going to be playing it with your friends, there's not a huge amount to enjoy, unfortunately. So um, I would say that when you play against the AI, it's um, it's not as fun because 
a big part of the fun is is outwitting your friend. Uh, you know, you're oh, guessing what they're going to do, and you have that kind of. If you ever played the board games like uh, Resistance or um, what's the other one? I'd say Avalon, but all these kind of werewolf type games where you've got people that you play with, and then you start to kind of second guess them. Like, are you the spy? And we used to have a friend that would a uh, friend at work. And we used to play this game, and every time I asked him, are you the spy? And if he replied with, like, yes, I'm the super spy, I knew he actually was. That was his tell. But then after a while, you get to learn that tell, right? So now when I ask him, are you a spy? He always has to say, yes, I'm the super spy, regardless of whether he is or not. <laughs> so that was kind of a meta game that went over about 10 real games. Uh, and now there's other things you're trying to look for and, and find. And I think you get the same sort of game with this, with your friends. Obviously, with AI, you don't get that. <laughs> no. You can't really outwit the AI in the long term. It's just a, a single match and figuring out what it does. But against human beings, it's really fun. So, so that's my, it's very my much, gripe. It's very much like it reminds me of playing Goldeneye at school, where you'd all be <laughs> sat around playing you know, four-player split-screen multiplayer and people would be like around you like going oh he's coming he's coming headshot and then but no people like standing up throwing controllers down all that kind of stuff it's very much like that with this where it's like when you hit someone and you know you're both trying to outwit the other and weaving around and hit you like literally throw my hands up and be like yeah i'm the winner <laughs> the winner um <laughs> I, they've tried really hard to make the single player good i mean there is a huge amount there because again you've got all of these maps um there's all these different maps that you unlock through the single player and you unlock more difficulty modes and stuff but it's just quite grindy it's not a huge amount of fun playing the ai um especially as it is weighted against you so um even on like easy or normal difficulty i think it was um when it was me versus three other people all ai um I had to get four points before the match would end. So that meant playing four matches and I had to win each one. Um, mm. And if they shot me just once, they got one win, then that was game over. And it's like, then you have to redo it. So quite often I do it three in a row and then I'd lose the fourth. And it's like, okay, do it all again. It's like, oh, I can't be, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, uh, not enticing. And also that it's cute and it's clever. Like, um, it has like a, a mechanic where you press A to say that I'm ready to start playing when you're all in the match together. Um, and for the AI, they've made it look like they're real people by like simulating it. So they have like a <laughs> random time of like one to three seconds where they'll mm. say, bot ready, as if they're like pressing a button like real people. But when you're playing single player and it's just like restart the game and then it's like <laughs> waiting 10 seconds for the bots to say, yeah, I'm ready. It's like, oh, it was cute earlier, but now it's just annoying. <laughs> So that, that that minor gripe aside, though, I mean, it's their minor dislikes for for something like this. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, and we review games from a co-op perspective, and as a co-op game, it's really good. So, yeah. Or multiplayer yeah. game, I wouldn't say co-op. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is it like a team-based mechanic? Could you team up? Could it be two v two? I don't recall it being one. No, no. Um, That'd be cool. Um, okay, so comments. So do you have anything that's neither a like nor a dislike with this game? A couple of really minor things that I'll just bundle together, really. So um, like I said earlier, it's, it's pretty fun with two players, uh, with, even with AI bots. Like, don't get me wrong, with two players and AI bots, it worked really well because there's a bit of noise to randomise the level, but you're still just hunting down the other player. Uh, but I think with three or four, this would be gold. I think uh, if I could take yeah. it to the office one Friday and get four people around the computer with some beers, 
this would be uh, really fun and proper maddening because you'll get the fun. Like when there's four players, you'll be running around, someone will drop out, someone else will drop out and there'll be two left and people will have to watch, you know, and, the, yeah. and that will raise the tension when you've got two of your friends watching you, the last two man standing, running around the map and trying to guess where you are, like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> building up the anxiety. It's I very, very be- much like Worms or Bomberman. I mean, it's even in that same genre and style as yeah. both of those games really um very I mean, similar Bomberman, i feeling. think is the is the closest like analogy i can think of if you definitely like, all the same things i would say about this probably apply to Bomberman. i wouldn't play it against a computer um i wouldn't you know two people it's good but four people it's best <laughs> think it's exactly the same sort of feeling and the same yeah. feeling of game so uh just another quick side but note. it doesn't cost 40 pounds so no <laughs> god that's ridiculous <laughs> but that's super bomber man super Maybe bomber man really super invisigun heroes are and it'll be 40 pounds <laughs> uh but yeah so a quick other note is you can use joypads but you can also use the keyboard so if you are all huddled around one computer or you put your computer into the TV, you've only got a couple of controllers, that's not, not a problem. You can definitely have one player on the keyboard. I don't remember if you could have two because that wasn't a scenario we needed to needed to worry ourselves with. But, you know, a couple of controllers so. on the keyboard, you can you can get all your friends around the same machine and start playing. So, yeah. so the new comment I had um, is that this is a successful Kickstarter story. And it's one of those nice ones where it started in January 2016. And they said, ah, it'll be out December. And then it came out February the following year, which is pretty good. I mean, you know, one month, two month slip is small change in Kickstarter territory. Usually still if you say, oh. for my 3D printer from a year and a half ago. I'm still printing it. <laughs> so um, they only wanted $30,000. I mean, I say they only wanted that much. It's a fair chunk, but it's not anything compared to a lot of kickstarter mm-hmm. things um and they got thirty-six thousand, uh, which meant that unfortunately they didn't unlock any of their stretch goals of which the first one was for forty thousand. they were going to port it to xbox one ps4 and the wii u mm. um and that's a shame because if they'd done that then obviously they would never have ported it to the wii u they would have waited and ported <laughs> it to the switch and this game if this had been a launch title on the switch they would have made so much money <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that like, would have been a good if, if a good this start had been for them. Like, bear in mind that the Switch launched with what Zelda, uh, Super Bomberman R, <laughs> just and that fucking Dance, milking cows game, <laughs> One Two Switch, and Snipper Clips. That was it. Yeah, I think Snipper Clips actually came a few days later as well. It wasn't even day one. If this had launched alongside Forty Five Pound Bomberman R, <laughs> even if they charged <laughs> twice the price they charged for it on Steam. They would have mopped up. So it's a, a sad story of a gold mine missed. Um, but yeah. I still think I still think if this game came out on the Switch, it's the perfect platform because you know you've got the Joy Cons, so you could do the local play. You could do the uh, multiple switches to do it that way. Mm. You could even make eight player matches quite easily. I think with the Switch, it might be a bit too frantic, but they've got enough characters that you could do it. Um, so I really, really hope they bring it to the Switch. If they bring it to the Switch, I will be the first person to buy it um, because I would love to play it on the Switch. Be and the Switch is better. like a slightly different um, like play environment. So I could picture myself buying it again on the Switch. Like you say, either for some two-player play, like if I'm on a flight with my wife or something, I could picture yeah. us just cracking the Joy-Cons off and playing it two-player. It only needs two buttons, I think, if I remember rightly. Uh, like a shoot and a special button. Um, and... 
I could also picture myself. Like I sometimes think when I go away for a few days, it'd be nice to have some games that you and I could play just on the Switch if I'm away. And it's like, yeah, I've got an hour yeah. or two to kick in, kick back in the hotel room at night. Let's play some games. And uh, okay, now we have Rocket League on the Switch, which is nice. But something like this would be perfect for that. A bit more laid back. Well, not, not really a laid back game, but I'm not when I'm not sitting on a PC when I'm expecting to play something big 3d might yeah yeah so uh, you, you want to really test the gtx 1080 with that pixel art <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i think um to go back to what you were saying as well about playing it in an office environment that being able to like you you already at work take your switch and play quite a few local mm, games yeah. don't you? and this would be perfect for that yeah um as well um, so yeah, that's everything. So in conclusion, we always ask two questions: Would we play it again, and would we recommend it? So, uh, John, will you, will you be playing it again? Will you be recommending it? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I hope the next time we meet up, there'll be a little space in our heart for just an hour of Invisigun Heroes, especially if we meet up with a friend or two more. Uh, that would be really good. Uh, would I recommend it though? That's a tough one. I would one hundred percent recommend it if you've got local friends you can play with. Because you only have to buy one copy and you can share it with your friends. If you're buying it to play online, I'd probably say wait for a sale. Um, just because if four of you wanted to buy it, uh, there's a bundle you can get with Humble, right? Where you can get four copies for the price of three. So you yes. can get four copies for £35. Oh, it's actually but cheaper I, than that. It's uh-huh. about 30%. I think it was £30 it worked out as. Mm. And that would normally cost you... £48, £46, yeah. something like that. So it's a pretty pretty decent reduction. Now, that's not a bad deal, but I'm not thinking you're going to get a huge number of hours out of it, um, unless you've got a group that you play with together with a lot. So um, I would potentially wait for sale. I'm teetering on the edge for that. Um, if it had an online community, no, no, no question about it, buy it and play it, because then you could play a match whenever you wanted. But the fact it's limited to when you can find time with your friends to play it, Essentially, that's that's the only thing that makes it a question mark for me, uh, oh, and it's fair. definitely definitely still a, at least on sale. If not, you know, buy it and play it locally with your friends. So, if it was ten ten euros or seven pounds, I think I would just say yeah, buy it, whatever. <laughs> so, I think that's fair. Um, from from my side, I I definitely like to play it again. I really, I mean, it was one of the highlights of uh, my trip to Sweden was playing Vizigun <laughs> Heroes, and bearing in mind that was the weekend where we played. Cuphead, we played Mario plus mm. Rabbids, we played Overcooked, we played, um, well, I watched you play Little Nightmares. Um, we played loads of games, really good. Some of them like big studios behind them or huge indie titles. And this single one person studio has come out with this game that I couldn't stop talking about on the flight home. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home so I can fire up the PC and play some Invisigun Heroes when I get back. Um, so I definitely want to play it again. I would recommend it. I think, bearing in mind the amount of enjoyment I've got out of it, I think £11, whilst, you know, I, I can't even say it's a steep price. I don't think it is. It's, <laughs> I, I've played a lot more for a lot shitter. Uh, <laughs> Watchdogs. <laughs> so uh, I would uh, I would recommend it, and I, I think it's a good indie developer to support as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what else mm. they come out with because uh, this was a really, really polished experience. Like, every detail about it is uh, 
beautifully put together. But to take your point about pricing, I mean, they've got this free edition that you can download to give it a yeah. try or a demo. Um, and if you've got a friend that owns it, you can at least play a couple of maps with them. I, I'm not sure exactly in what way it's limited, whether there's just certain characters or certain maps or game modes or time, or, I don't know. Uh, but that would be a way to check it out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, great game. Really great game. Cool. So thank you very much for listening. You can find all of our other episodes on our website at connectingtohost.co.uk. Um, I sort of mentioned a couple of the episodes there, actually, because our last few shows have been on <laughs> Overcooked, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and Cuphead. And we've also talked about things like Elite Dangerous. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've talked about recently other stuff it's all great so go and check that out um we're going to be talking about shadow warrior 2 in our next episode and then at the end of the year we're going to be rounding up our favorite co-op gaming experiences of 2017 so they to look out for in december if you'd like to suggest any games for us to play you can of course do it at cthcast on twitter i uh, i just had one quick thing to add because i just found it out but the guest edition you can actually play with someone else with the guest edition so it's essentially a demo so um Wow. Download the guest edition and play it with your friends. You get three of the heroes, five of the maps, and you can play with one of the player. So go grab wow. it and play it. So it's literally a demo that you can play multiplayer. That's a very rare thing. <laughs> go do yeah. that shit. And then go and buy it. I mean, that's a yeah. great developer that's willing to do that. That's, that's amazing. Anyway, uh, so if you have a game you'd like us to play, you can suggest it on Twitter, at CTHCast. Uh, and if you enjoy the show, please do consider leaving an iTunes review. Um, I don't know if it makes any difference at all, but we have egos and they like to be stroked. Thanks very much, and we'll catch you next time.